Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about. Um, we're going to be talking about. For the next hour, we're going to be talking about Constant Wu, Kelly Ripa, Steve Harvey, Tyra Banks, Nene Leakes, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of Vast Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, stiletto, like the heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. Also, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones. Gibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 61 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for tuning in and joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Also, I want to give a shout-out to the class of 2019. That's right, all of the college graduates out there who are getting ready to receive their degrees for all the hard work they put in for the past four to five years. 
including my youngest nephew. So congratulations to all the graduates out there. And speaking of graduates, singer-songwriter Missy Elliott and Justin Timberlake, they both received their doctorate degrees the other day. So congratulations, congratulations to them. So how is everyone doing? How your week has been so far? Uh, this week we lost three Hollywood icons, uh, Tim Conway, Doris Day, and Peggy Lipton. Uh, you know, they say celebrities always die in three. Well, in threes. So this week we lost three of the most Hollywood icons, and we'll talk about it. Also, this week on today's show, we t- we're going to be talking about second chances, renewal, uh, another look on life, and, se- and several celebrities this week are going through just that. Um, we're talking about actress Constance Wu. She's been given uh, and made some controversial remarks about her hit show, Fresh Off the Bow, and for some reason... Um, ABC is giving her a pass or giving her a – they're not recasting her for any reason, you know, reason. But, um, you know, she she had made some controversial uh, comments on social media, on Twitter, about her show being renewed and pe- renewal, and people were a little outraged, like, and think she's ungrateful. And But there's a reason behind her madness. We're going to be talking about that. Also, speaking of uh, second chances and renewal, we're going to be talking about uh, Steve Harvey. Well, apparently he uh, just found out that he lost two of his shows this week. And so, you know, he's, I guess, we're going to find out the real reason why he lost his uh, talk show and his hosting gig at the Little Big Shots. Also this week, uh, we're going to be talking about Tyra Banks. You know, she just came out of modeling retirement. Uh, she just recently graced the cover of Sports Illustrate, their annual swimsuit issue. And she's going to talk about uh, doing a name. Well, she just announced that she's do, uh, having a name makeover. She's changing the spelling of her last name. And she gave us a reason behind it. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, Tiffany Haddish just announced uh, that she's um, getting ready to uh, host. Uh, she just announced that she's uh, doing. Uh, uh, she's going to be the new host of uh, the show. Uh, I think what's it called? The I think it's called Kids Say the Darnest Thing. And um, she's also going to be uh, talking about that she's going to be making up for the show that she did in Miami over the new New Year's, how uh, it was it was she bombed basically, and she's going to make it right by uh, by hosting a free makeup show. So she's making things right again. Um, also this week we're going to be also talking about. Uh, Needy Leaks. Uh, she just went to social media on Monday to share some great, great news that her husband, Greg Leaks, is cancer free. And she went on social media, you know, thanking God. And uh, again, a second chance for uh, for Greg's life, basically. So uh, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, um, if you don't know the story about actress Constance Wu or you not know, don't know who she is, she's the Asian actress who is on the hit ABC show Fresh Off the Boat. We just saw her in uh, as the lead in the hit blockbuster Crazy Rich Asians. Well, she went on social media last week talking about um, they she they just got the word. I guess the cast got the word that the Fresh Off the Boat has been renewed for another season, and uh, the, what she wrote on Twitter didn't it didn't seem like she was too thrilled about. She wasn't happy. She was talking about she was cr- literally crying, and uh, somebody had uh, congratulated her, and she said there was nothing to congratulate about. She wasn't happy. She wasn't thrilled. Well, we found out that um, she was doing a uh, I guess a project. And I guess she now she can't do it because now that the show got picked up, she has to devote her time to the show. But she wanted to do this project so that way to show her real uh, skills as an artist, and she's not going to be able to do that. And uh, people took it the wrong way. And um, apparently ABC network bosses are standing by her uh, again after she appeared to be far from happy that her TV show, Fresh Off the Bowl, had been picked up for a sixth season. The Crazy Rich Asian star hit the headlines last week, May 10th to be exact, when she acted angrily to the TV news on Twitter, saying she was so upset and that uh, she was cursing. And she returned to social media in an effort to explain her remarks, revealing she was having a rough day and insisting her comments had nothing to do with her TV show. And ABC bosses appear to have accepted her explanation. And during the Disney Press Upfront event on Tuesday, Carrie Burke told reporters that Wu role will not be recast because a lot of people felt that she should have got fired for, for for saying some of the things that she said on social media. But ABC said no, that she has not been recast. Uh, you, of course, you know, she plays the leading lady on the Fresh Off the Boat show, which is based on Eddie Wan's memoir about his family moving from Washington, D.C., Chinatown to Orlando in the mid-1990s. And, um, you know, I think, you know, when it comes to things like that, and we once again we always say certain things should not be on social media because when you put it out there, it's out there. And it's hard to backpedal, it's hard to... Uh, renege on what you're saying, and I don't think she should have put it out there. I mean, it did. It was a bad look. It, it did look like she was came across as a, an ungrateful actress. You know how many shows that don't get a sixth season, you know what I mean, or have lasted this long? So a lot of people were very upset. And... Um, but she said that it had nothing to do with the show. It was just that the fact that she had wanted to work on a special project and now it has to be put on hold again because she has to commit to her show. So, Also uh, this week, uh, while many people are always anticipating a new season of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, Kelly Ripper is not one of them that's 
not too thrilled about the up-and-coming season. The Live with Kelly and Ryan host revealed yesterday, on yesterday's episode, Tuesday morning, uh, that uh, the, the ABC dating show discussed her. Co-host Ryan Seacrest first told the audience that Hannah Brown, the star of the current season of The Bachelorette, was set to be visiting the show next week. And Kelly made her displeasure known by saying, you know, you know, guys, you know how I feel about the show. It just disgusts me. So the audience erupted in applause, but they didn't stop. That didn't stop Kelly, Kelly Ripa from jokingly calling out those who watch the show. Uh, Ryan then gave a recap of Hannah B's season of The Bachelorette, which premiered on Monday, May 13. However, Kelly got noticeably less and less interested while Ryan described each of the 24-year-old Alabama native suitors. Now, in the premiere of her season, uh, where Hannah B meets all of her 30 suitors for the first time, she presented her first impression rose to Luke. Eight of the suitors were sent home in the first night, with one of them being caught lying. Season 15 of The Bachelorette airs on Monday nights at 8 p.m. on NBC. I'm sorry, on ABC. And one of the main reasons why she feels disgusted by the show is because she can't see how 25 women is uh, trying to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. 25 men going after one woman or 25 women going after one man. It, it just, she doesn't like that. You know, she does not like that, you know, they got to go, all these men and women are going chasing after one person. And she doesn't feel that it, it, it doesn't look good. So we'll see what happens when uh, Hannah comes on the show next week how you know the, the you know make sure you just watch Kelly, Kelly's body language her facial features you know her facial expression see how she reacts you know um as previously reported, uh, Steve Harvey's syndicated daytime talk show, Steve, will end in the summer after a seven-year run, and the show is going to be replaced by Kelly Clarkson's upcoming daytime talk show. The final episode was allegedly filmed last Thursday, and NBC will air original Steve episodes through June and reruns in September. Meanwhile, Melissa McCarthy will replace Steve as the host of Little Big Shots as the reality competition series returned to NBC for a fourth season. The Family Feud host previously told reporters at the Variety Entertainment Summit back in January about the possibility of his show being canceled. Now, Steve's show may have been the casualty of animosity, uh, animosity uh, between NBC Universal and Endeavor's IMG original content over IMG takeover of the shows two seasons ago. And this is according to Variety. Variety Cynthia Littleton writes that the network felt that Harvey had too many outside obligations to maintain his NBC hosting job. Meanwhile, Harvey will continue as the host of the syndicated game show Family Feud, and he is reportedly in demand as an MC for numerous specials, including the annual Miss Universe pageant and Fox New Year's Eve with Steve Harvey live from Times Square. 
Sorry to hear about that, Steve. But uh, you know, it was there was a lot of talks behind that because when uh, NBC said that Kelly Clarkson was coming out with her show on NBC, I remember I said uh, several months ago, I said, well, if she's going to be in Steve's time slot, what's going to happen to his show? And there was word that uh, they were going to put him on another time and things of that nature. But now we see that uh, he's he's been kicked off. He's been he's been replaced. Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on with your favorite celebrities or what's going on with your favorite TV shows, movies, make sure you click on the follow-up button on the top part of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. If you are a registered listener here on Block Talk Radio, it's easy. All you have to do is uh, log in uh, as a listener and just click on the follow button. And, uh, again, not only you get to follow my show, but other shows here on the network as well. Um not only has Tyra Banks come out of uh, modeling retirement to once again grace the cover of Sports Illustrated annual swimsuit issue, the media mogul has also announced a name makeover. The media personality revealed in Sports Illustrated that she is changing her moniker to Banks, that's B-A-N-X, to signify her return to modeling after quitting the biz in 2005. Tyra said her new name also reflects the changing modeling industry, which she claimed is now inclusive of all sizes and ages on the runway. Banks, uh, she said that Banks, to her, is supposed to represent every woman. Banks represent rebirth, and that beauty boundary only exists to be broken. Um MG Day, MJ Day, Sports Illustrated editor, uh, explained the decision to put Tyra back on the cover. Uh, he said that, uh, quote, that since Tyra first cover in, in 1996, she transformed herself into nothing less than a mogul, a cultural force, and a supernova of inspiration and empowerment. She's kind of the swimsuit each issue's ethos uh, come to life. Everything that we know this franchise can be, unquote. Now, Banks, meanwhile, noted in an Instagram video post by the magazine that she never thought it would be possible for a 45-year-old to be on the cover of this magazine again. And in a tweet sharing the news, the American Next Top Model host said, this is, quote, this is for everybody that has been told they are not good enough because of their body, their age, and their everything, unquote. Sports Illustrated 2019 swimsuit issue is on sale now. And Needing Leaks took to social media on Monday to share that her husband, Greg Leaks, is officially cancer-free. The Real Housewives of Atlanta star has been serving as Greg's caretaker since 2018 when the couple announced that he was battling stage 3 colon cancer. And on Thursday, the Associate for Breast and Prostate Cancer Studies honored NeNe with the Women of Achievement Award for her cancer advocacy work. 
Now, during Real Housewives of Atlanta season 11, Greg's condition began to take a toll on the couple's relationship, and fans accused the reality TV star of being mean and abusive to Greg during the challenging moments in his life, and there was even rumors that the duo separated and they were talking divorce again. Now, the couple married in 1997 and divorced in 2011 before remarrying in 2013, and back in January, Greg apologized for emotionally and verbally abusing his wife in a heartfelt Instagram post. During his cancer treatment, Lee underwent surgery but opt out of chemotherapy. And if you had was watching uh, last season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, you saw that Mimi was going through it, and uh, she had even uh, talked with her castmates, only a few people, about, you know, what she was going through and the emotional strain and, you know, how he was talking to her and treating her. So it took a toll on her. They had went to Japan, and she couldn't really even enjoy herself because every time they went on their excursions or their activities for the day, she was always calling Greg or talking to Greg, and he would just just go get all bent out of shape and say what he has to say. And then, you know, that would ruin her day. She just, you know, wasn't in her larger-than-life personality or spirit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it took her to- it took a toll on her, definitely. Tiffany Haddish has announced that she's serving up some nostalgia with ADC. The comedian and actress is set to host and executive produce a new version of the unscripted show, Kids Say the Darnest Things, based on the popular comedy series hosted by Bill Cosby that aired as a special on CBS since 1995, then as a full series from January 9, 1998 to June 23, 2000. The premise of the show finds that the host asking a question to a child who usually responds in a way that makes you laugh out loud or just melt your heart. Now, the concept dates back to 1945 when it was a regular part of a radio show hosted by Art Linkletter. The new show will follow the same format as the original with Haddish interacting with kids in segments that include a live audience and tape pieces. The show will air in between ABC hit unscripted series, America's Funniest Home Videos, and Shark Tank. In related news, the comedian is set to start in Netflix animated series, Tuca and Birdie, and she's also executive producing a slate of standout specials for the streaming giant. Most recently, she announced plans to host a free makeup show in Miami for folks who were not pleased with her disastrous New Year's Eve act. Good for Tiffany. And, uh, Casey Musgrave, <laughs> she was left disgusted when her Australian fans urged her to drink from a shoe at her concert in Sydney on Sunday night, May 12th. The 30-year-old country star took to the stage at the Enmore Theater in the city to the delight of an excited crowd. As Casey got on with the show, the audience started chanting to her to do a shoey, which involved drinking alcohol, usually beer, out of someone's shoe. However, the Space Cowboy singer was less than impressed by the chant and hit back that that was disgusting and that she was not drinking out of a shoe. While Casey refused to do a shoey, other stars have indulged their fans while being down under, such as Post Malone. He was drinking from a sneaker as he performed at the Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne earlier this month. 
Um, for all my Australian listeners, really, you actually have artists sing out of a shoe. Um, no disrespect, but that is kind of disgusting. I mean, you don't know where the feet been. You don't know if they got athletes. They don't know. You don't know if they got a fungus. You don't know if they got athletes' feet. You don't know where the shoe been. You don't know whose foot been in that show. I mean, do you guys just bring a new shoe? I mean, I can see if it was a brand new shoe, brand new shoe that's never been worn. But seriously, you have these celebrities drink out of the shoe. Oh wow. Um, if anybody's from Australia who is listening to the show, please give me a call and talk about this. Uh, the call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. I would like to know more about this. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Uh, Tim Conway, you know, we you know, as as I was telling you earlier in the show, we had lost three Hollywood icons this week. One of them being Tim Conway, very funny man. Um, he made generations of Americans laugh on TV shows such as Mahale Navy and the Cara Burnett Show. He died yesterday on Tuesday. He was 85. Uh, Conway won multiple Emmy Awards, most recently in 2008 for his role as a guest star on the comedy show 30 Rock, in which he played Bucky Bright, an old, long-forgotten television star. The actor big break in Hollywood came on the Hale Navy when Conway was cast to play Ensign Charles Parker. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor Emmy in 1963, but he's probably be best known for his work on the Carol Burnett show. The iconic the iconic 90, 1970s sketch comedy show that includes the likes of Burnett, Conway, Harvey Corman, Lyle's Wagoner, and Vicki Lawrence. Conway won Emmys for Best Supporting Performance in 1973, 1977, and 1978 for his show on the Carol Burnett Show. He stole many a scenes on Burnett with cameras often catching Burnett and Carmen struggling and usually failing to keep a straight face after something Conway had said or done that was very hilarious. Uh, even after his time on Burnett, Conway kept working, and he remained a relevant comedy force. Uh, in 1980, he produced a series of popular comedy VHS tapes with the character Dorf, a demented persona who uh, hilariously tried to teach viewers how to fish, play golf, and baseball. He also made an impact on a later generation as the voice of Barnacle Boy on the popular animated series SpongeBob SquarePants. Conway and his first wife, Mary Ann Dalton, had six children, and after they divorced in 1978, Conway married Charlene Fusco in 1984. And Fusco and one of his daughters, Jackie, were at his side when Conway passed away in Southern California. And uh, he's going to be greatly missed. I remember watching uh, the the show in syndication, watching, he was hilarious on that show. And he, 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 no kidding, they would do a sketch, they would do a scene, and Tim Conway would say something crazy, and you see Carol Burnett and uh, uh, Harvey Carmen trying to keep a straight face, and they would be laughing trying to, you know, say their lines. 
He he was a very funny man. He's going to be greatly missed. Tim Conway, who passed away uh, at the age of 85. And uh, also this week, we lost legendary actress and singer Doris Day. Apparently, uh, she has reportedly does not want to have a funeral or memorial service or a grave marker. Uh, this was according to her will. Um, the star died on Monday at the age of 97. The Doris Day Animal Foundation confirmed to uh, Fox News uh, in an email statement, the foundation said that Day was surrounded by close friends at her uh, Carmel Valley, California home and has been in, in excellent physical health for her age until recently contracting a serious case of pneumonia. As celebrities and fans across the country take time to mourn her loss, a statement from the foundation revealed that Day made it clear that she did not want a lot of time spent on memorializing her death. And her manager, chief financial officer of her foundation and friend, Bob Bashara, he told People Magazine that she typically didn't engage in conversations about death. Uh, Doris Day was also an avid animal, animal lover, and she reportedly didn't like to talk about funeral arrangements. Even when um, she had pets, she didn't even like the fact when pets had to be put down. She didn't like the the whole thing about that. That that wasn't her thing. Uh, while Bashara wasn't sure exactly why Day did not want to have a funeral, he speculated that uh, it's because she was a shy person, despite being one of many iconic figures in history. Uh, Day was known as the honey voice singer and gifted actress who film dramas, musical, and innocent sex comedies made her a top star in the 1950s and 60s and among the most popular screen actresses in history. Uh, despite her seemingly perpetual sunny and smiling exterior, uh, Day life took a number of tragic turns, including the death of her only child, three divorces, and the death of another husband who turned out to have squandered her earnings, leaving her deeply in debt. And also we lost actress Peggy Lipton. She had passed away at the age of 72. Uh, in a statement to the Los Angeles Times, Lipton's daughter from her marriage to music producer Quincy Jones, park and recreation star Rashida Jones, and actress designer uh, uh, Kedada Jones uh, confirmed that their mother had sadly passed away after a battle with cancer on Saturday, May 11. Now, Lipton was best known for her roles on TV shows such as The Mod Squad and Twin Peaks, playing the role of Double R Diner, owner of Norma Jennings. She began her career working as a model before moving into TV at the age of 19. She went on to appear on Bewitch and the Al Alfred Hitchcock Hour before landing the role of undercover hippie cop Julia Barnes in the TV show the Mod Squad, which aired from 1968 to 1973. Now, Limpton won a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Television Drama for the show in 1971 and went on to enjoy a singing career with three of her singles hitting the Billboard charts in America. The actress was married to Grammy-winning producer Jones from 1974 to 1990, and they shared their daughters, Rashida, uh, 43, and uh, who's 45. Following the divorce in 1990, Lipton returned to acting by joining cult classic series like Twin Peaks and later reprised the character of Norma for the show's successful revival in 2017. Wow. 
Right now we have uh, 30 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about um, James Corden. Uh, he had to deal with an Internet troll because he, this person, this so-called troll, had wished cancer on his children. And I'll tell you what James Corden did about it. Also this week we're going to be talking about Miss Wendy Williams, how she has, she's enjoying this new sense of being single and how she's just living her life as a new single woman. woman. We're going to be talking about that. Also, uh, Emma Thompson could be heading back to the world of Disney. She's going to be uh, be part of the voice of, uh, she's going to be in the new Disney Cruella role, and uh, we'll talk about that. Also this week, uh, Jennifer Lopez has spent thousands of hitting on while in the strip club, I should say, in preparing for her role in the upcoming movie Hustlers, and uh, how... Alex Rodriguez, uh, he was on a radio show just recently, how he wanted to join her to the strip club, and I'll tell you all about it. Also, uh, the new Bond movie has reportedly been put on ice because Daniel Craig had to recover from an ankle injury. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source for entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now, we got 23 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Lloyd and Excited. And I liked how they did the sampling of the SOS band uh, song, um, What's the song called? Uh, oh, I can't think of it right now. But, the, yeah, that's the latest from Lloyd and Excited. Uh, before we went to the music break, uh, I was telling you about James Corden. Uh, he came for an Internet troll who wished cancer upon his children for seemingly spilling a Game of Thrones spoiler. Now, when the 40-year-old host of The Late Late Show with James Corden spoke about the uh, trade war, the United States trade war with China, he slipped in a reference to the acclaimed HBO series' fifth episode from its eighth and final season. A clip of the gag was shared to Corden Show's official Twitter page, but the joke didn't sit well with one angry fan. They attacked the English host for his apparent spoiler. The troll replied to the Peter Rabbit actor by arguing his attack was merely a joke, you know, like this segment was. That's what he said. And Corden, however, was still unamused. Corden is a father to three young children, Charlotte, 12 months, Carrie, 4, and Max, 8, with wife Julia Carey, who's 41. The Internet Troll Twitter account was later suspended after receiving negative responses from Corden and his fans. And I was just telling you last week the same thing with the Avengers Endgame movie, that people are coming out of the movie theaters spoiling it for the people who are online getting their tickets, getting ready to see the movie. And it's getting to a point where it's so bad that people are getting beat up. Uh, people are demanding people get fired over it or let go because they're talking about it, they're putting it on social media. And this is kind of like the same scenario. Uh, uh, but the only difference is the guy went and talked about, you don't have to. You know, if you want to be upset with James Corden, you just be upset with him. But you don't wish cancer on his children. You, that's one thing you don't touch. You don't touch anybody's family. You don't speak of their children. Anybody. I mean, if you want to be mad, then you go after James Corden. But you don't wish sickness and death on, on somebody's children. What? What? I mean, what the hell? I mean, come on. But it's get, it's getting really bad out here when it comes to these spoilers, you know. If you know the you know only thing that I suggest, I mean, I haven't seen the Avenger Endgame yet, and what I do is I try not to uh, do stories where they talk about the ending, or I try not to look at stories that where they where they interview some of the stars of the movie, if they have some comments to say about it, I don't read it. I don't look at it because they might slip up and say something about the movie and I haven't seen it yet. So, um, Wendy Williams, she has no time to be crying over her ruined marriage to uh, Kevin Hunter. The TV personality revealed on her show yesterday, Tuesday, May 14th, that she was happily ready to embrace her new life as a single woman. And this is what she said, quote, uh, I'm reclaiming my life. 
I don't have a boyfriend, but I'm rediscovering my love of men. I do date, and I date pretty often, unquote. She also talked about her new home where she lived after leaving a sober house. Of her new residence, she uh, she describes as the ultimate bachelorette pad, high atop everything. So she lives here in Manhattan, and probably in one of those beautiful uh, penthouse apartments somewhere. And uh, this is not the first time that uh, Wendy addressed a divorce on the show. She previously appeared to throw shade at both Kevin and his mistress in a recent episode of the show. Though uh, Kevin was reportedly furious about it, uh, he claimed that Wendy promised him that the divorce would not become a hot topic on her show. And this is according to a source. Another source previously claimed that Wendy and her estranged husband, who allegedly fathered a child with his mistress, Sharina Hudson, had zero contact after she filed for divorce. Wendy has nothing to say to him, added the source about her and Kevin, who was also fired as executive producer of the Wendy Williams show. So good for Wendy. That's right. You go ahead and live your best life. That's what it's all about, renewal, starting over, a second chance. You know what I mean? That's being the theme of today's topic of the show, second chances. Um, Also this week, uh, we... You know, there's been um, talks about Miss Emma Thompson. She, the British actress who could be heading back to the world of Disney with the Cruella role. After she voiced the voice of Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast in 2017, the two-time Academy Award-winning actress is reportedly currently in negotiations to star in the live-action movie about the classic 101 Dalmatian villain, Cruella DeVille. Now, the role offered to the veteran British actress is currently unknown as the talks are still in early stages, and this is according to Variety, which first reported the news. If the 60-year-old thespian signed up for the movie, she will star opposite Emma Stone, who has been tapped to portray the title character. Now, Cruella would tell the origin story of the fashionable woman who is obsessed with the Dalmatian puppies. The movie will reportedly be set in the early 1980s with a punk vibe. Glenn Close plays the character who was the head of a fashion house in the 1996 movie. And a last synopsis for the upcoming movie revealed that uh, Estella, Cruella DeVille, lives on the streets of 1970 London with other hoodlums, where we learn that the real origin behind Estella's hatred of Dalmatian, but the specific storyline is not confirmed yet. Thompson recently starred in Johnny English Strike Again and King Lear, which were both released last year. She reprised her role as Agent O in Men in Black International, and she will also be seen in the drama comedy Late Night, which is Penn, and also starring Mindy Kalin, and in Paul Figg's directed romantic comedy Last Christmas. Jennifer Lopez spent thousands hitting up strip clubs in preparation for her role in the upcoming movie Hustlers, paying, uh, I guess you could, you could say paying, play, paying the, that dancers to spill the secrets of their trade. Uh, the wedding planner star transforms herself into exotic dancer Ramona for the new film about a group of former adult entertainers who turn the tables on their rich Wall Street clients. 
Hustler is based on a real-life revenge drama chronicle in a 2015 New York uh, Magazine article written by journalist Jessica Pressler, which details the antics of the ambitious Big Apple dances in the late 2000s in the wake of the financial crisis. Now, Jennifer decided she needed to turn to professionals to learn all about the ins and outs of the business, so she and her fiancé, Alec Rodriguez, became strip club regulars as the 49-year-old prep for her part. Now, A-Rod revealed he didn't want to miss out on the New York City visit, so he persuaded J-Lo to hold off on her research outing until he returned from a trip to Los Angeles. Alice was also more than happy to share the extensive, uh, extensive knowledge about the world of strippers with Jennifer. The stars ended up dropping thousands of dollars during the strip club visit, but they didn't pay for anything kinky. It was all just to talk. Hustlers, which co-star Cardi B, Constant Wu, Julia Stiles, and Riverdale Lily Reinhardt opens in theaters in September. And the new Bond movie has reportedly been put on ice to allow Daniel Craig to recover from an ankle injury. The 51-year-old suffered an injury while filming in Jamaica, according to The Sun, and a shoot plan for Pinewood Studios near London, which has been scheduled for this weekend, has been canceled. Craig and the Bond producers have yet to comment on the story, but filming on Bond 25 began last month with Rami Malek confirmed as the new Bond villain. And Mel Gibson, he's set to become the talk of the Cannes Film Festival for all the right reasons. The Braveheart star uh, now has three film packaged up for sale at the annual movie Fortnite in the south of France. Fat Man and Force of Nature have previously been announced, and now he's lined up to start in the dark comedy Rothschild opposite Shia LaBeouf. Stan and Ollie, director uh, John S. Baird is on board to direct the film, which revolves around New York City's filthy rich, and LaBeouf will play an outcast fighting to get hold of his family fortune, while Gibson will play the clan's patriarch, and this is according to Deadline sources who report the project was developed in 2014 and shelved as one of that year's top script unable to find a studio. Now, Gibson, other two roles up for grabs that can, linked him to another dark comedy in which he'll portray Santa Claus and a project with husband and wife team Michael Polish and Kate Bosworth. Polish would direct the actor and Bosworth in the action film, which is scheduled to begin in Puerto Rico this summer. Mel is slated to play a grumpy retired police officer fighting off thugs during a hurricane evacuation. And the reunited Jonas Brothers have given the All That TV reboot a big boost uh, by revealing they're, they're going to be featured on a debut episode. The Nickelodeon show will return on June 15 with some very special guests, including original star uh, Kale Mitchell, who joined the Jonas Brothers for one of the most famous sketches, Good Burger, which spawned a movie for him and Kenan Thompson. Now, Lori Beth Denberg will also be among the fa- uh, familiar faces returning to the kids' sketch comic show, which ran from 1994 to 2005. Kenan Thompson, who is now on Saturday Night regular will executive produce right now we got uh 12 minutes left remaining in the show wow the time is going fast i'm going to uh, take another music break and i'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day so don't go anywhere (laughs) 
featuring Nas and Thriving. Um, you know, they're going to be touring this summer, Mary J and Nas. So that's going to be 
that's going to be one to see. Right now we have here uh, eight minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, and Adam Levine are all returning to The Voice for the talent show's 17th season. Shelton and Levine have been judges and mentored on the show since it began in 2011, while Clarkson is currently enjoying her third season and Legend is making his debut. Country star Shelton has the most win on the show, landing six victories over the years. The current season of the show will wrap with the finale on May 21st. And the hit drama This Is Us has received a rare, unprecedented three-season pickup by bosses at NBC. Network co-chairman Paul Tillady announced that the news at the NBC upfront press call on Sunday, May 12, but wouldn't be drawn on whether the show would end after sixth season. The series starring Mandy Moore, Chrissy Metz, Milo Vedamiga, and Sterling K. Brown was a hit from its opening episode and was picked up for season two and three halfway through its first run. And rapper Remy Ma and Safari Samuels have been hit with a lawsuit over a derailed charity concert. The hip-hop star signed contracts to perform at a benefit for the Circle Foundation, which mentors youth in the Chicago area at the Wind Trust Arena in Chicago, Illinois, on April 21st. And their deal included a performance exclusively clause, which banned them from performing within 60 miles of the venue for 30 days before the concert. Now, according to the legal documents obtained by TMZ.com, the Love & Hip Hop New York star agrees to the terms and signed the deal with Remy receiving a $35,000 deposit payment and Safari getting $7,250. However, they are now being accused of breaching their contract by performing at Chicago venues that April. The Circuit Foundation representative claimed they were forced to cancel their fundraiser as a result. They allegedly asked the rapper to return the deposit but had no response, so they are now suing to get the money back as well as damages. Remy's attorney, Eric Sanders, had told TMZ.com that the 38-year-old is unaware of any purported legal action filed, but if such action is initiated, she will respond accordingly. And George Clinton is facing accusation that he turned his parliament, parliament Funkadelic band member into drug fiends. He supposedly did this by constantly offering them bumps of cocaine from his long fingernail. That's right. Clinton is being sued by the estate of keyboardist George Bernie Worrell Jr., who died in 2016. Worrell co wrote and performed on a bunch of Clinton songs, including Pollock. Uh, Parliament and Funkadelic in the 70s and 80s. His widow claimed that Worrell and Clinton agreed on a deal regarding royalties that date back to 1976. Worrell widow claimed in the lawsuit that Clinton had a history of fraud, deceit, and delinquency when he comes to the performance of contracts that uh, when it came to performance of contracts that he had entered into on behalf of himself or his company. Now, the blast note that to help make her case, the widow brings up a documentary with other band members who point the finger at Clinton as one who supposed them with, who supplied them with drugs and then took the payment out of their earnings. The document also claimed that Clinton used his ability as the de facto drug supplier and the near-constant drug use on tour as a means of controlling the band members and justifying retaining the majority of money received from both royalties and live performances. She also argued that Clinton drug culture caused many of the band members to become addicts who had to seek treatment for their addiction later in life. 
Bernie's widow is adamant that many members of the band members never recovered and drug addiction cost them their lives. Clinton manipulation, the band members with drugs and promises which were never kept. The estate is suing for an unspecified amount of damages. And Tiger Wood and his girlfriend, Erica Herman, the general manager of Woods, Florida's restaurant, are facing a wrongful death lawsuit brought by the parents of a 24-year-old bartender of the Jupiter Eatery. Now, the family of Nicholas Imensberger claimed he was battling alcoholism, and they allege he was over-served booze at the golfer's restaurant before being killed in a drunk driving accident. The lawsuit filed in Palm Beach County on Monday alleged that Imensberger knocked back one or two many for about three months, I mean, sorry, about, about, uh, he knocked over too many for about three hours after his shift at the woods. He reported he had a blood alcohol concentration of 0.2A, more than three times the legal limit when he died after his 1999 Chevy Corvette veered off on the runway when airborne and overturned. The lawsuit alleged that Tiger knew or reasonably shown, should have known that Imersberger was habit habitually addicted to the use of any or all alcohol beverages and or was a habitual drink drunk. The family also claimed that Woods and Herman were drinking with Eimannberger days before the fatal crash. And under Florida law, as the owner of a restaurant, Woods could be held liable whether or not he was present on the premises if a foreseeable risk of injury or death occurred to the over-serving. The lawsuit seeks medical and funeral expenses as well as other appropriate damages. Meanwhile, Woods is currently preparing to compete against again at the PGA Championship this week at Beth Page Black Golf Course. And rapper Lil Wayne, he pulled out of a set at the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami, Florida on Saturday night, May 11, after refusing to, for, he refused security after uh, they, they, he refused for security staff to frisk him. Wayne uh, balked at the idea of a mandatory security check and bailed on his set, apologized to the fans for letting them down. He wrote on social media, quote, I do not and will not ever settle for being police to do my job, unquote. But he still showed up to hang out with some fans at a scheduled after-party stage at Story Nightclub. Earlier in the evening, another Rolling Loud performer, Kodak Black, was arrested for a series of firearm offenses. The Rolling Loud Weekender ends on uh, Sunday night. Uh, he ended on Sunday night, uh, May 12, with the headline set from Lil Pump, DMX, and Tiger, just to name a few. And uh, also... Uh, R. Kelly's daughter, Baku Abai, no, Buku Abai, she was reportedly forced to drop out of college after her father stopped paying tuition. Buku uh, was born Joanne Lee. She reportedly attended an art school in California, and she was unable to enroll in courses after being informed about unpaid bills. Buku claimed that this was one of the first steps Kelly made in cutting her off financially. He was uh, also allegedly stopped paying her rent for her college apartment and school books. Now, Kelly claimed he stopped paying her book school fee because he thought she dropped out. Uh, Johnson said that Kelly is willing to fulfill his legal obligation once he received proof that the money is being used for her schooling. Meanwhile, Kelly just paid $62,000 of his back support in order to avoid jail time. He still owes his ex more than $20,000. Well, that will do it for me for this week. 
Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Take care.